welcome to Best Laid Plans. This is your host, Sarah Hart Unger, and this is the podcast where we talk all things planning and planning adjacent. And I have a little bit of a planning adjacent topic for you today, although I think it's actually very planning centric as well. I have a guest who is going to talk about her planning methods around exercise, and she definitely knows her stuff because she is a coach that helps others fit more movement and strength training into their lives. So before our conversation, I thought I would just share how I kind of plan my fitness currently, and everybody's methods are so different that I always am interested in how others track or plan or, I don't know, otherwise manage their fitness pursuits. So if you have any to share, I could do a special fitness planner piece segment. You can just let me know. Okay. So currently I, well, okay, let me preface this. I love long distance running. I did not grow up as a runner. I was actually in competition cheerleading in high school and I wasn't even very good at it, but it was fun. And as college and beyond, I started running and I met my husband who is a quite good runner. You heard him on last week's episode. We didn't talk about running, but he's actually quite talented in that area, was on the college cross country team and just, he's very fast. I learned a little bit from him about like how to train for a race, longer races, shorter races, what are intervals, you know, what is, what is the lingo of running? How do you get yourself faster? And during my med school years, I became hooked. It's really, really fun to follow a plan. I of course love the planning aspect itself and then to see yourself improve. And so I've run four marathons and I don't even know how many half marathons. However, the last marathon I ran was in 2009. So I like to say that my personal record has expired because it has. I've done some races since then, but I haven't gotten in nearly as deep ever since having kids because, well, I have a lot of kids. I have three children, ages almost five, eight, and 10. And so there was a long period in there when it was harder to fit in longer runs and just wasn't a big priority for me. I've also been in other phases where I've gotten really into different types of strength training, I admit I was doing a lot of beach body programs, and at one point during the lockdown days of the pandemic, completed the 80-day obsession, which was a lot of fun, actually. And that's probably when I got in the best like body composition and strength shape of my life. I was actually doing no running at that time. But right now, I'm back in a major running phase. I really want to see if I can approach the speeds I used to have, which weren't even that great. But for me, they were great in my late 20s and early 30s. And so I am training for a half marathon with plans to probably train for a full marathon that is in 2024. So I am deep into training plans. I'm actually using a resource called Runners Connect, which is like a, this is not an ad. I just pay for their service. It's an online thing where they'll make a training plan for you based on your goals. And so I go online and I can see what my workouts are and they lead all the way up to the race and I pay like a reasonable monthly fee for that. It's not really a coaching service. It's more like just a paid training plan service. And so each week I can look to see exactly what my workouts are and I open up my planner and I see what's going on and I think about which days it makes sense to do those workouts. So I don't always follow them in the exact order that they're given because sometimes it just doesn't make sense to do so based on my schedule. And I pretty much always do my runs at the same time, which is early, like 5.30 in the morning. So I don't have that much of a question as to when I'm going to knock those out, um, just which days I'm going to do which workouts. And I also um, continue to prioritize strength training. So I plan in which days I'll get those in as well. I'm a little bit more flexible with when in the day I might do those. Sometimes I try to do those on my days that I'm working from home, like during the lunch hour as a break 
Or other times, like yesterday, I just couldn't get to it in the morning. And so I did it like a 20-minute strength workout while the kids were watching a show in the evening. So that is currently how I plan my workouts. I don't do a ton of tracking of my workouts except for writing down what my plan is and then what my times were that I hit in my planner. However, for next year, I do have a 2023 Hobonichi Weeks that is going to be my running training journal. So I'm just going to keep all those details in there because I have high hopes that I'll be able to see myself progress throughout the year and it will be fun to look back at the paces and see how things have changed. That might be wistful thinking, but I figure I might as well be positive. Oh, and I also use my Apple Watch to kind of look at trends over time because that's an automatic way that I capture pretty much all of my workout data. And I have a little bit of accountability because in my blog, I tend to do a workout report post every Sunday, or at least I started doing that a couple months ago. And it's fun to share how my runs have gone. That is my current planning situation around my workouts and what I'm currently doing. And with that, I will get to this really, really fun interview. Well, I am so excited to welcome on Best Laid Plans today, Allison Sizemore, who is a business owner of a wonderful little business called Couture Fitness. And Allison wrote to me, talking about the intersection of planning and exercise. And since I love both of those things very much, I was so excited to have her on. Allison, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Thank you. Um, Yeah. So as you already mentioned, I am one of the co-owners of Couture Fitness Coaching. And I've been listening to both of your podcasts now for many, many years. And I do think that planning and fitness really do go hand in hand in so many ways. And we'll get into that in more detail. Um, But our business, I'll be brief here, we help women with the nutrition and fitness aspects and coach them through what can often be really um, confusing to weed through. There's so much information out there. So we do one-on-one coaching services. Yes. And I can imagine actually both facets of your business, like the nutrition side and the exercise side, have so much connection to planning. So I am super, (laughs) super excited for this. So first of all, how do you, not in the business, but you, Allison, how do you plan? Give us a little planner piece of how you tend to run your own stuff. Sure. So I use a lot of different modalities, kind of like you. I have always been very big on a Google calendar. So that's kind of how we plan, you know, just family life and and that sort of thing and, and major events. And then I've also actually really liked Excel, which I'll get into in more detail here, but I use Microsoft Excel for planning my workouts, planning my food. And then actually in the last couple of years, after, you know, reading your blog and listening to you guys, I really started getting into the paper planners, which is not something I had ever done before. But I would say I've been doing this now for two or three years, and I have no idea how I ever managed life without a, a daily paper planner. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so excited and I'm like flattered to have influenced you in that way. You did. Can you tell me which one you're currently using or maybe some of the favorites you've used in the past? So the first one I ever bought was the Hobonichi, again, because of you. And I did like it. However, since I, I do work 100% from home now and I don't really need to carry it around with me as much, I pretty much just leave it at home. And so... I'm going to look on the cover right now. I don't even know if it says a brand. I think it's just a basic one from Target. It's pretty big. It's like an eight and a half by 11 size. And it's got monthly as well as 
daily layouts and I really like having a lot of space to write in my daily layout section. Oh, that's awesome. I wonder if it's one of the blue sky editions because I know they sell a lot of those at Target. So you went for the luxe paper, like the big brick that you can keep on your desk. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I love it. Well, that is awesome. I love that combination. All right. Well, let's get into how do you, there's like different like layers and you talked about like long-term. Talk about the layers of planning that go into how you advise your clients. Sure. So I, how I advise my clients and what I do personally are basically going to be, you know, the same thing. So I think it kind of depends on what your main goal is. So Sarah, I know for you, you are maybe training for a race right now, or at some point going to be training for a race. And so I think if you have a specific event, you kind of want to start your long-term planning by, of course, you know, setting that date and then working backwards. And so if you know you're going to be running a half marathon in three months, of course, you're going to, you know, set that date and kind of work your training backwards from there. Most of our clients are doing more of a strength training-based type of program. And so I recommend that they um, plan maybe like a month out at a time. So let's say we've got you lifting weights three days a week. That's pretty common. You know, some people do a little less, some people do more, but let's just say you're going to be lifting three days a week. What I would recommend is kind of take a month at a time. This is what I do. At the end of a month, I will look at my next month and kind of plan out which days I'm going to do my strength training. So, you know, that's normally going to be the same days each week, but it doesn't have to be at all. And if I've got special events in there, I can plan around them. So let's just say I'm going to be out of town. For example, this month, I'm going to be out of town for Thanksgiving. And I know I won't have access to a gym for a few days. Well, I'll just kind of front load my workout that week. So I know when I'm away at Thanksgiving, I don't have to worry about them. I will just take those days off and relax. And it's perfectly fine. So I think in that way, it can be really important to plan out a month at a time. Another thing that I do is I plan breaks typically around trips. So if I know that I'm going to be, well, like next year, I know I'm going to be at Disney World for a week. I will not be doing any official like strength training workouts while I'm there. I will get plenty of workout just from the the many steps that I will get there. But also if I knew maybe I was going to be on, let's say a work trip where I was going to be in meetings all day and maybe at a dinner and I'm not going to even have time to work out. I will just say, okay, this is going to be an off week and I'm okay with it. And I'm going to plan it into my year. And I'm going to be very happy with my reasons for not working out that week. So those are the type of things I think about kind of a month at a time. I also do, um, you mentioned the fitness and nutrition piece kind of go hand in hand and, and they're both important to plan. I also try, I'm not as good about this, to plan out my meals a month at a time. And so again, I just kind of look at look at my month and say, okay, I'm going to have, you know, we have a rotation of meals that that everybody in my family likes. And we tend to stick to those, but I'll plan out, you know, special, like we're going to have friends over and I'm going to make tacos that night or whatever. So I like to plan that out kind of a month at a time as well. So I personally do that in Microsoft Excel. I like to have something that is very easy to move things around. So if I missed a workout, it's really easy to just say, okay, I'm moving it to the next day. There's no scratching off. (laughs) So I like to use Excel for that. I kind of made my own little calendar template in Excel. So, okay. First, I want to just take a step back and say, I think there is something so important in what you mentioned. And in terms of mindset, in terms of planning your time off, 
versus not thinking about it. And then during those weeks when you're supposed to be enjoying time with your family, feeling guilty about missing workouts. And this is something it has taken me many, many years to figure out, but that I have to zoom out and look at the big picture when it comes to workouts. I like the opposite of what I ever would want to do is just take like a street goal and be like, well, I'm going to work out every day forever. I love to look ahead and think like, oh, that week we're going skiing. Guess what? I'm going to do nothing. I'm just going to ski. And that is going to be my workout. And I may make not make up for that, but I may think about like some hard workouts on the week after or beforehand, but just thinking of that off week as part of my plan itself is just such a huge mindset switch and it helped me a lot. So I am so glad that you, you know, specifically mentioned that and that that's something that you look at with your clients. That's so cool. Yeah, we're actually, we have a weekly mindset meeting for all of our clients. Actually, mindset is so important in so many areas, but definitely when it comes to fitness. And one thing we like to tell our clients is make sure you like your reason. So if you're going to go out and you know, I'm going to have a bunch of drinks with my girlfriends on a Saturday night, that's fine. Just like your reason. You probably will like your reason if you you know, had a great time with your friends or if you took off a week of working out because you were spending it with family. You may not like your reasons as much if you, you know, blew your diet because you were unhappy and you know, ate a bunch of chocolate at home alone you know, by yourself or skipped your workout just because you didn't properly plan. So we like to say like your reasons. Awesome. Now, I also want to take a little bit of a deeper dive into what this Excel calendar looks like. <laughs> I don't know if you're willing to share like a screenshot or if you can at least give us kind of a visual picture of what, what that would look like. Yes, I can definitely share a screenshot with you. So what I did, I kind of just blew up the cells. So they're a lot bigger than when you normally, you know, just use Excel. They're pretty small. Um, I just expanded them and it literally just looks like a calendar. And I just update the days for each month. And then the, I've got two separate calendars for each month. So I've got my workout one and then I've got my meal planning one. And so the meal planning one, I'll just have like dinner is this. And on the weekends, it will have lunch and dinner is this on any given day. And then for the workouts, it will just be, you know, lift these body parts this day, lift these body parts this day. And so it's pretty simple, but I, I can definitely share a screenshot. And does that mean you have like one file per month with a tab of workouts and a tab of meals? Or do you do like one per year with like a zillion different tabs? I have one per year and then I've got two tabs for each month. So I've got, got it. it doesn't really go down into the details of the workouts, but we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Well, we're going to take a very quick ad break and we'll be right back and then we'll drill down into some of the specifics. Today's episode is brought to you in part by PrepDish. Fall can be a hectic time for families. The activities are all happening, and we get to add all of those holiday events to the mix, too. One thing I love using to make my mental meal prep load a lot lighter is PrepDish. PrepDish does the meal planning for you so you don't have to, and makes food prep easier, too, with strategic, step-by-step -step instructions. I have been loving the fall recipes, too. I've noticed more soups and fall flavors. The PrepDish team is amazing about keeping things seasonal and fresh. I find the meals really kid-friendly as well, sometimes with some modifications, but often as is. I am confident that many of you will love PrepDish as much as I do, and the founder, Allison, is offering listeners a free two-week trial to try it out. So this is a great way to see if the plans will work for you. It might be a great addition as you're working on streamlining all of those fall and holiday routines. So go to PrepDish.com plans to activate your trial. In addition to the super fast menus that I know and love, PrepDish has gluten-free, paleo, and low-carb options, so there's truly something for everyone. Again, that's PrepDish.com slash plans for your first two weeks free. 
If you try it, let me know. I'd love to hear about it. Today's show is brought to you in part by Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane, and I hope that you love shopping there to support the show. When you do, visit JennyKane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. We are approaching spring, and there is no better time to shop for beautiful cotton sweaters that can take us right into the next season. The oversized cotton fisherman and cotton cocoon are the perfect everyday pieces. I cannot wait to wear mine everywhere. Plus, everything in their collection is designed so intentionally that you can put pieces together without a second thought. They go with jeans, work pants, and simple dresses. Speaking of which, I am obsessed with the day dress, which is timeless and just perfect for spring. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code PLANS, P-L-A-N-S, at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code PLANS. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. All right, we are back and we had just kind of taken a zoomed out view of how Allison does her monthly planning, but now we're going to zoom in a little bit. Tell us a little bit how you track or you record or plan more of these details. Sure. So this is where my paper planner has really come in handy. So once I know, okay, for this month, these are the workouts I'm going to do. Uh, I use my paper planner and this is something I try to update definitely on like Sundays, really planning out the details of my week. So this is when I would say, okay, I was planning to, for example, lift weights Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. This is where I will actually put in a time slot. I think it's really important to actually put in a time I think it's you're more likely to hold yourself to it. You're, there's no question. There's no pushing it off to say, oh, you know, I, I'm kind of tired this morning. Maybe I'll just work out after work. It's really easy to let that slide. So I will put a very detailed 5.45 a.m. lift these body parts. And I, I pencil them in on the specific times that I want to do those workouts. So that's what I do in my paper planner. And then I, ha- I have uh, yet another layer, one last layer, um, where I actually do the specific details of my workout. So let's say on a Monday, I'm going to do legs and shoulders. So I will use, I actually use my fitness pal. I track my food in there, but I also put my workout details in there. So I will put like... 10 reps of squats, let's say, and I will actually have the weight that I use. So that way it's really easy for me the next time I go to do squats to say, oh, how much weight did I put on there? I can't remember. So that's where I put in the those very specific details of my workouts. And for me, it's actually really fun to go in there and like plan out the details of what I'm going to do that day for my workout. I get like a dopamine hit from doing that. So that's like the final layer, I guess. <laughs> Do you have a separate place where you plan how much weight you're going to do and then where you record what you did or the, do they both go into my fitness pal? It's all in my fitness pal okay. and pretty much always what I plan I'm going to do is what I end up doing. <laughs> and if I if I'm feeling like, you know what? I am feeling strong today and I can go heavier, I will just update it in my fitness pal. Yeah. I feel like that's where running diverges because you can plan to like 
you know, run five by 800 at a certain pace, but like, it's hard to hit that exact pace unless you're on a treadmill or something. So (laughs) I take great detail in like putting in my planner what I'm supposed to do, but then also recording somewhere else what I did. And it's totally unnecessary. And it's a hundred percent for the dopamine hit. And I have no shame. I (laughs) love it. The dopamine hits are real. The dopamine hit of checking it off, the dopamine. Yes, of checking it off. So with your clients, do you also have them set a time slot? We do. So one thing we really tell them, I think with workouts, if they're struggling to get it in, that is one thing I recommend. And honestly, we have seen in general, it's people who plan are just going to do better both with their scheduling in their workouts, but also their food. Um, I almost think it's more important to plan out your, your meals. I think if you get to the morning and you're like, what am I going to have for breakfast? I have no idea. What am I going to have for dinner? I have no idea. It just gets harder to stick with your goals. And so we really, really stress the planning aspect. It's like a fine line because you want to be able to listen to your body. And if you're extra hungry at a certain meal, but at the same time, you can always plan what you're going to eat. And then if it's something healthy and you end up wanting more because you're just hungry, like that's okay. But that's better than being like, I'm starving. So I'm just going to order, you know, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. (laughs) No, that totally makes sense. In terms of how you communicate with your clients, do you have them do certain recording tactics and then send that data back to you? And do you find, because I would think that that would be part of the benefit of working with a coach is that you're kind of forced to plan and then forced to report back. And so how do you encourage them to do that? Yeah. So how they plan is kind of up to them. We don't necessarily encourage like a specific, you know, you need to use this Excel sheet or you need to use a paper planner. But we do have our clients send us ideally daily, but if it's, you know, weekly, that's fine too. They send us different biometrics. They send us different like macronutrients that they ate each day, things like that. And that we use data a lot when we're making decisions on you know, should we keep things the same or should we change things? But yes, there is that accountability piece. They know my coach is going to see, you know, what workouts did I get in this week? What was, you know, my food like? What was my sleep like? Or my stress levels like? And so I think just having that accountability and knowing I'm going to have to put it into this portal is honestly super helpful in helping people stay on track. So there's a specific portal where they enter all the data. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then yep. I'm guessing people vary as to whether they also keep some sort of paper log or, or something else, but. Yeah, we've talked about this. So we also have um, weekly just Q&A calls where people can call in and ask any questions they have about, you know, their plan or, you know, how can they better meet their goals. And that is definitely something that we've talked about, like, you know, the best way to track workouts and, and clients do it different ways. And it's kind of just about finding what works for you. You sometimes just need to experiment. Oh, that totally makes sense. Just like planning in general, you never, you know, that's why all these planner piece submissions are always different and they're always fascinating because what works for one person or even one person at one time isn't always going to work for a different person or that same person at another period of their life. Oh, that's so cool. Well, we weren't going to get too much into nagging people to exercise because that does go outside (laughs) the scope of this podcast and we want people to do what they want to do. But... I will say for myself, I find that exercise is one of those foundational habits that makes a lot of other things in my life a lot easier. I have embraced strength training in the last few years. I didn't used to do it as a younger person, but I do find it incredibly important, especially in my 40s. I wanted to know if you had any thoughts to maybe encourage our listeners to think about 
what the importance of exercise might be or how they might want to think about building it in in a very manageable way if that's not something they're already doing. Sure. So I've got a couple of different things I can speak to here. One, you know, if you're, you know, if you're busy and you're thinking, how can I fit another thing in? I would say start small. And I think just doing two 20 minute strength training workouts a week honestly can make a massive difference in how you feel and functionally just how you move. I would say if you do not know where to prioritize your time, like you mentioned, strength training. It's always important. I think it's important for somebody at any age, but as we get older, it becomes more and more important. If we're not doing things to, you know, keep our muscles strong, we will be losing a certain percentage of muscle each decade. And with many of us, you know, we don't have to move a lot in our lives. I could basically sit right here. I could order in food. We can be pretty sedentary if we want to. And just keeping that muscle on our bodies is so, so important. You know, keeping your bones healthy, staying injury free, being able to just move with your kids or, you know, do things in your life that you might want to do. So, you know, if you're hesitant to get into it, I would say just start small and you might find that you feel so good that you might even, you know, you might want to take it a step further. I love it. Yes. Does not have to be intimidating does not have to be a lot. And I will also admit, as I've been running more, I kind of think about like what my minimum dose of strength training should be. And I basically want to get in ideally three sessions, but like that bare minimum is two sessions a week, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 30 minutes each. That's all, you know, that's so much better than nothing. And I feel like I notice a major difference. Um, You never have to convince me to run, but it's always a little (laughs) bit more of a task to make sure I'm fitting in that. But it supports my running and it supports the rest of my life. So there you go. Awesome, Allison. Well, where can listeners find you if they're interested in perhaps working with you or learning more about your tactics? Let us know. Absolutely. So we're a couple of different places. So we're on Instagram, Couture Fitness Coaching, underscores in between each word. You can also just go to our website, couturefitnesscoaching.com. And then we're also on um, Facebook and LinkedIn. We also have a podcast. It's called Boost Your Metabolism After Age 30. I know that sounds a little a little gimmicky, but it's really talking a lot about just the natural things you can do to keep your body, you know, just burning calories at a, a good, healthy rate, things like strength training, not um, yo-yo dieting, chronic dieting, things like that. So you can find us in various places. I love it. Well, I will link to those places in the show notes so you can scroll down to find those as well as in the blog, more detailed post show notes. So thank you, Allison. This has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Well, that was so fun chatting with Allison. She clearly knows her stuff. I bet, well, it's hard to do this study, but I bet you we could drill down to her clients and see who's been successful and see which ones are implementing all of her suggesting suggested planning tactics, and I bet we'd see a little bit of overlap there. That would be an interesting study to do. Before I end this episode, I just wanted to give a brief mention of Best Laid Plans Academy, which is now open for registration. I did open it to newsletter subscribers initially. It's possible by the time this airs that there will not be room left, but probably not. It opened today, and I actually got far more people sign up initially than I necessarily thought would happen in the first day. If this continues at that rate, which I doubt, then it probably would be full by the time this airs. But assuming that that was just the people who were, you know, waiting for it and signing up, hopefully there is still room. And worst case scenario, you can sign up to be on the waiting list so that you can be in the next cohort. 
But Best Laid Plans Academy is going to be really, really fun. You can learn more about it on my website. Just go to the BLP Academy tab and you can see the details there. Perhaps I can go into a little bit more detail about it if there's demand on a future episode as well. All right. Well, that about does it for today. I hope you are having a wonderful beginning or middle of your quintile number five, starting to think about goals for 2023, building your planner stack. And yes, I will be doing a planner stack episode to come. So stay tuned for that. Um, And I will be back next week with more planning fun. In the meantime, have a wonderful week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.